Wait, wait. So I went five and one. You went three and three. Malik went four and what? Four and two. So, so who won? Listen, you son of a bitch. You got lucky. <laughs> we all were above five hundred on our best bets. You were the only one that was three and up. Playoffs. Because you took Buffalo, Kansas City, and the Rams. We all won on the Rams. I lost on Dallas. Malik lost on Dallas. So me and Malik were two, two and one. I wanna I was the only one that took Cincinnati. That was the one game you lost. Me and Malik yeah. both took. I loan dogged it on New England and I lost. I didn't believe it. I didn't you took the Raiders and lost. You were the only one that took Tampa because I thought eight and a half points was too much. And you were the only one that took San Francisco. So had I just taken San Fran, it's been like, no, that's too many points. San Francisco can cover. They'll win this game by like a point somehow. And if Dallas was going to win the game, they would have won the game by a point. And San Francisco still would have covered. But I didn't think their whole their offense wouldn't score a touchdown the entire first half. So Anthony's in playoff mode. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Playoff well, mode. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. You got Ace and Ant and Malik is on the three train on his way to his apartment. <laughs> Good way to see it. And who's that new um, mayor's name in New York City? Uh, Garcetti. Garcetti? He's doing it like Giuliani. Cracking him down. Yeah, that's the mayor from The Wire. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's, is, that, is that the mayor from The Wire? Actually, I think it is. And that's also the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. No, the mayor of New York is... Oh, wow. I don't live there no more. What's his new name? I don't live there no more either. That's why I asked you. I don't really care about this dude. Hold on. Let me look this up. Uh, Eric Adams. No relation to John Adams. Might as well just call him Garcetti and call it a day. Yeah. After seeing that that new skit on SNL, it should be Mayor Swaggy, I guess. (laughs) Swaggy E. Swaggy E. So, um, so we have no. the show with the recap of Anthony just, you know, destroying everybody right now. No. Hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> the over-unders were split evenly at three and three. I went on a limb and took New England to cover, which was not wise in hindsight. Um, <laughs> Should have went with me. You know, I know that division more than anybody. And the crazy part is, you know, the funniest part about that is we all took the under on that game. And that game was way over. Yeah, that's the bad part. I thought it was going to be a more of a beatdown in New England. Was it going to do nothing? But yeah, still, well, it, it was still a win by Buffalo. Yeah. And we all took the over on San Francisco, Dallas, and that was well under. And we also took the over on Pittsburgh and KC. So I should just bet on the Pittsburgh KC game because clearly we knew what we were doing. And we need to bet on when Ben Rossberger is going to announce his retirement. Do you think he'll leave the Steelers and go to another team and try to win? Oh, Ben, Ben, no. And he's ruin done. his legacy? No, he's, he's gonna, done. He's not going to pull a far and be like, I'm coming back. No, he's done. He, he's done. He, he had he had the, the, um, the parade and everything out of Heinz Field. He can't, he can't turn, turn that back. He really did. They were like carrying him off the shoulders like he was Rudy and shit. <laughs> Damn, man. I didn't realize everybody loved this guy so much until just, just the end of the season. I was like, where? He got it like that? No, okay. But you still never have you still never have an ending like the um like the bus, Jerome Bettis. That's the that's how you're supposed to go out when the police supposed to retire. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's still doing beer commercials off of that. They literally they literally rode him, him to the to win too. It was because yeah. of him. They I had him in fantasy that year. He had like he had like 350 yards and he had like 14 TDs. And it was like, yo, how is this even possible? I was like, they just give it to him inside the tent. Like, that's all he's there for. He's just there to score touchdowns. It's like, it's like perfect fantasy player. (laughs) Done. Touchdowns. Done. Short yardage back. It's like, why? That's why everybody used to take Mike Davis when he was with Carolina. Then he goes to Atlanta. They're like, all right, we're going to need you to get uh, about 25 carries a game. Like, he he can't use all that. Come on. (laughs) Go give him back to his short short yardages. Yeah. 
I will say I'm surprised the Rams didn't run more, but they didn't need to. So they just buried Arizona quickly and got got, got out of there. Um, unfortunately, they don't have more home field. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going to Tampa. And then they would have then they would have uh, San Francisco coming to them, which I'm pretty sure they'd be able to put them away. But that Dallas game, man. I know everybody's talked at the that, that Dallas game. Yeah, they, Dallas should have won that, but, you know, they had the weapons. But, you know, <laughs> the memes just kept on – You know, Dallas, Dallas losing just helped out the, the, meme, the, the, meme, the, the memes department right there. What surprised you more, the penalties or, or, the, or the last, like, two minutes of that game? The penalties. Right? I was like, how many times can they be offsides? <laughs> I was generally thinking, I was like, you guys do this for a living. Like, you practice this all year, right? And I get that you were the most penalized team all year, but, like, the lining up offsides is, like, that's a basic thing. The other calls, like, that, those are, those are you know, those are up to the ref. Like, those are, they're not under your control. But, like, you just got to line up on the right side of the ball, man. Like, that's all you got to do. That's so- it. Well, who 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 you think should be on fault for that? Should it be the players or should it be the coaches? Well, you can say the coaches aren't giving them enough discipline, but these are grown men. Like, how do you discipline a grown man who makes millions of dollars? Well, if we or, ever have Belichick on the show, maybe he can tell us because that's how he's doing. Listen, the, you know what I realized? Why why the Pats got beat so bad? Jimmy Collins was barely in that game. He wasn't there, which means they didn't have their best pass rusher. Which means they had no pressure. Van Noy wasn't doing wasn't doing well either. They weren't able to pressure him. They weren't able to cover well, and they had nobody to cover over the middle for the tight end. Like we know where the Pats' weaknesses are, and they, they just took advantage of every single one. Pats thought they could cover the Bills by just playing man, and they you know they they woke up. <laughs> Diggs didn't have such a great game, so you know I don't know if he's going to be if, if they're going to need Stephon Diggs to like break away from somebody to make a play. Um, I wouldn't be bad on that this week if I were you. I'm just saying. Okay. We'll see what happens here. Well, we got, what, one – how many games we got to line up this week? One, four two, games. three, four games. This is kind of perfect. Two is kind of what everybody's used to. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. You know, extra one, no extras on Monday. Well, the extra Monday night game I didn't mind. And I actually – I kind of like watching it. It was bad because the game was – it was it was over by, like, halftime. Like, we knew what it was. The Rams were just giving it to him at halftime. Like, it was over. It was done. It was like the Bucks philly game. It was well, – actually, that was close to halftime. We were like, all right, this is not what I – you know, it's not over, but – That was an exhibition yeah. game. The Monday yeah. game was an exhibition game. It was like, yeah, this is wet your palate until Saturday. That's Man, it's it why, that type of game. It's why ESPN has NFL Live all year round. They don't have the NBA countdown all year round. They don't got countdown until, you know, in the, come summertime, countdown ends. That's true. And they NFL's own all the NBA round. games. NFL all year round. They they try to make NBA all year round, like the trade deadline, all this and all that, and these moves. But let's keep it on. The NFL's all year round. Unless you're like a really diehard basketball fan, you want that all year round. But you can't cover like the bas- like basketball. I mean, like football is. One thing they do, like when they were trying to hype up, they won a summer league championship. Where we're getting out summer league titles now. <laughs> That's like saying a team won the preseason. Yeah, that's not happening. Like we don't. It'd be, we it'd don't be like it would. No, you know, it'd be better. This this would be a bad example. If the NFL rookies, if they had an NFL rookie minicamp, if they actually mm-hmm. showed the scrimmages between the teams of the rookies from teams, and I bet you, if they did that, people would watch. If they turned that into a tournament right. of all the college players coming in from each pro team, all played each other, we would tune in. If they put that on NFL Network, I would watch that. Oh, and I know you would too. You'd, you'd be like, "Yeah, let's see what these guys could do." That would be, actually be a good matchup right there. That'd be a good good thing to see. Good tournament. But as crazy yeah. as it sounds, I would actually watch that because I have I, I love football that much. I got nothing else to do. I watch all these bowl games. So, so yeah, I just I watch some of the highlights just to see for um, for the draft. So yeah, if I'm if I'm watching highlights just for the draft, what do you think is going in the off season? Speaking, I'll definitely of, watch that. speaking of the draft, who are you looking forward to with the Jets now locked in with their first round picks? Right I, know you, I know you've already spent some thought on this. Yeah, right now I'm actually um, still working on my 
My draft only did one through five on that so far. Huh? Only five rounds? No, 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 no. One through five as far I'm as I'm, I'm not that I'm not that good yet. You unless unless I had time off for my real job, I'm not doing that. My name's not Tom McShay, you know, or Mel Kuyper that does nothing but get defrosted every year just to do these things. Cause I, I don't know what the what else they do year round. But as for me, I, right now Well, the Jets have the number four overall pick, so that means you did the Jets pick. Right. I did do have the Jets pick. I had them take the um the college football versions of the Greek freak on um, George Kalafis out of Purdue to Edge. Oh, him. Yes. Kalafis. Yes. Because the okay. Jets do need a um, pass rusher, even though um, Lawson is coming back this year. Okay. So they're not going to take another quarterback. No, they don't need another quarterback. They got the quarterback for the future for the next 15 to 20 years. And they're not going to take Stingley if he drops to them. No, I don't think so. I, I quite. A lot of a lot of these um, people so far they have the Jets taking Stingley or that um Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. I don't think they're going to do that. It makes no sense at all. One Stingley's they, they don't need a safety injury. They need a safety, but not that early. But and, Stingley and played the, Stingley played most of this year until LSU was like out of it because they had a six and six season or mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, six and six season, and they lost their bowl game. So Stingley skipped the bowl game because he was getting ready for the draft. And I think he played like eight of their 12 games. But LSU had a really down year, considering they won the title two years ago. He was a freshman. He was starting. But that safety on, was it? You said Kyle Hamilton, right? He's nice. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they say he's a beast. They say he can play all three different levels. He can play, he can he can rush the passer. He can quite, he can sit back in the box. He can, you know. Yeah, they're saying he reminds them of John Lynch. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull it off, but – I'm just thinking about how the Jets' history, they literally traded Jamal Adams. Yes, Jamal Adams can't cover for shit, but they traded Jamal Adams. They quite, they basically offered a contract to Marcus May, which is 20% less than what he made for being franchise tag. So he's not going to – he's basically – of course, Marcus May didn't even bother to sign it. So why would they draft he's still a safety team, that right? Robin? Yeah, he's still on the team. He's a free agent, though, this year. Right, he's going to be a free agent, and he does have some troubles outside the football or whatever that they oh, really? have to go through as well. Yeah, Didn't even know about that. Details. Yeah, that, that might be lingering in the background. So I don't no, know if he's got, you got a case to deal with. I didn't even know. Yeah. All right. So I was thinking a team like Chicago would take him or a team like San Francisco would take him because San Francisco is well under the salary cap, especially if they move on from Garoppolo which people don't really think about, but Garoppolo's eating up that salary cap, which is why I think they're ready to, like, you can get up out of here if we can do this with this rookie next season or the second-year player. If San Francisco can find somebody to maybe take take their hands off, take take on, take them off their hands, maybe. Oh, easily. But I don't know what teams that would take them right now. Cause Houston. Gotta, but the thing is that you got to let the chips fall first, and Coy, Houston got a good rookie last year. He played kind of good. Do you Davis think Mills Davis can't... Mills is their quarterback of the future? That's well, what they're going to take their team on. Well, he played kind of good so far, he, and you know he can hold on. To, he can hold it maybe down for maybe two more years until they actually get a real quarterback. So you're telling me they're going to have a starry quarterback in there for two seasons? Meanwhile, they got the third overall pick, and they have the third overall pick in the second round, and they're not going to take whoever, whatever quarterback drops to the second round because Kenny Pickett is the only one projected to go in the first round. But do you see any of the quarterbacks this year being better than Davis Mills? Yes, I see two of them being better than Davis Mills and they could draft. All right, better question. Do you see any quarterback this year is even worse than being a franchise quarterback down the road? There's three that I think could be. I'm not as sure. Let me put it like this. I'm not as sure as many of these guys as I was about Joe Burrow when he came out. But let's put it like this. Kenny Pickett, the worst I think he'll be is Kirk Cousins. And the best I think he could be is um, the best he could be is Matt Stafford, Kenny Pickett, which is a franchise QB, who was a first overall pick. Matt Stafford was a quite high pick, too. He was the first overall pick. Right. There's there's Matt Corral, who, who will be good. Right. There's Malik Willis, who they have going to Carolina. And I can't imagine Carolina drafting him because they need help everywhere, but quarterback is a key position. But they have a lot of quarterbacks going in the middle of the first round, which I don't see a lot of these guys. I don't see all of them going in the first round. Um, I see the Lions. Like, I see Desmond Ritter being available in the second round. 
I see because everybody whose quality is coming out is on defense. But Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, he could be available in the second round. And really, I think Ritter, I think when you start that many games in college, I think you really can be great. I see Ritter having a shot. I see, yeah, and not just him, but Ritter, yeah, Ritter's going to be a second rounder. But Chris Olave is going to get drafted before most of these QBs, like Drake that's, Jackson. That's the one thing I'm, I'm quite, that's the one thing I'm hinting at is that do any of these quarterbacks look like they're top 10 worthy pick? Mm. Only two, only Pickett and Corral, honestly. That you you see a team actually wasting a, a top ten on. Yeah, because Matt, because you know, as soon as you your first round pick or even top ten, you're starting right away. The last time a quarterback came out of pit that was any good, um, was probably well, was legendary was Marino. He was like a top, and Marino dropped. Think about that. Marino was a top ten pick, I think, kind of barely. Right. And that guy won a national championship. Um, Kenny Pickett won the ACC. He was good last season. He was great this season. And he doesn't have any wide receivers that are getting drafted. And it's not because they're not eligible, I don't believe. Pitt's defensive players are getting drafted. And for some reason, Pitt produces these one off kind of stars. LaShawn McCoy, Aaron Donald, Larry Fitzgerald. Like, if there was an NCAA football game this year, oh, actually, I take that back. Stetson Bennett would, wouldn't be on it because he could still be on it because they have name, image, and likeness. But if it had to be somebody who was graduating so that they could actually pay him to be on the cover of the game, it'd probably be Kenny Pickett or Sam, the guy from UNC. It'd probably be Pickett. It'd probably be Pickett because they usually don't put defensive players on there. So, yeah, he's the oh. best offensive player coming out in the draft, in my opinion, oh. outside of Chris Olave. The week, this is like the weakest quarterback class I've seen. The weakest, the world weakest one that I've ever seen, that weaker than this, has had to be the one where EJ Manuel was drafted the first round and Geno Smith in the second. That's the, that's quite the most weakest one ever. What, and what year was that? We were at the draft that year, right? That was like 2012, 2013. Uh, 20, yeah, 2013. Yeah. That's, that's how, but that's how weak this draft is, is close to that as far as when it comes to quarterbacks, in my opinion. I don't think all these quarter. I don't think you're going to get. A, you might get two quarterbacks at best, in my opinion, get drafted in the first round. Well, what about what about the three teams? What three teams need quarterbacks the most? Besides, um, besides the Texans, we can quite we can guess the Texans. Well, no, okay. let's take let's take the Texans off of it. The three teams. I well, this is my opinion. The Denver. Three teams, Denver needs a quarterback badly because Teddy Bridgewater got hurt bad again. So. I don't know if he can. They can keep bringing them out here. Carolina okay. still needs one, but they're gonna. They might still ride with uh, Donald and or. Kim well, Donald's on. Yeah, they got to bring back. They already. They already have the third year, so they guaranteed his fifth year, right? Right. right. They guaranteed so that. they're paying him twenty five million to come back and play. Yeah, that was so you can one. you can draft somebody in the first round with your like thirteenth or fourteenth, fifteenth pick somewhere around there, and have him sit so behind Donald, and have him sit behind Donald and get ready and learn, or. You can draft defense, which you need to help improve. Because the three quarterbacks are good over there. Mm, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, and Malik Willis, right? They all seem to be around the same talent level. And Malik Willis can run the best, and he's the best athlete, but he played at Liberty. So that's what gives me pause. Sam Howell had a great season at North Carolina last year. Had a little bit of a worse season, but most of his talent graduated and went to the NFL which lets me believe, oh, this guy plays good with good talent around him. And the ACC seems to be producing pretty solid quarterbacks. Oh, Overall. Need a quarterback too. Or they're going to let Dwayne Haskins go out there. The Steelers, unfortunately, made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so they own their first-round pick, but they made the playoffs. So they're going to have to draft a quarterback to replace a legend. And that's kind of tough to do when none of these guys coming out are – he just wants a quarterback. They were joking. Uh, Tomlin said, "Yeah, I want a quarterback with some mobility." Yeah, because so, he's, he's basically making a joke out of it because he's looking at those other uh, other ones. That's basically the thing right now to get a quarterback with mo- mobility can run a little bit. Yeah, which is why I think Sam Howell will, if he falls far enough, he could go to them. But people have him going to the Eagles, who they say need a quarterback. The Giants, because, the Eagles. I'm sorry, Washington, but, the Giants. And the Washington uh, Washington football team, 
the New York Giants and Denver need a quarterback the, the most out of all those teams. Daniel Jones is constantly getting hurt, and he's already had bad coaching for two of his first, what, three seasons? Yeah, but we have to see exactly what's going to happen here because first the Giants still need a GM, then they need a, a need to get a coach. So can you imagine exactly. him staying? Could you imagine him staying? This is his third year as the starting quarterback, and they well, moved on from Sam Darnold, but they're going to keep Daniel Jones. Well, as far as the two different teams, but as far as what Daniel Jones is concerned, you never know. The GM might come; it might be a GM that come in and say, "You know what? We're going to keep one of the one of the coaches that's on staff, promote him to quarterback, to um, to the head coach, and they want to keep it Daniel Jones just to run it." Never know. Mm-hmm. Or they could actually do something, you know, wild and crazy, trade those two nice little draft picks, and you know, get Aaron Rodgers on that team. Well, somebody is going to take Aaron Rodgers, but is Aaron Rodgers going to want to come to the Giants? That's the crazy part because. That means you have to beat the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not that the Giants can't do it, but you look at the rest of that roster and you go, who am I doing this with? I'm doing this with Darius Slade and Kadarius Tony and Saquon Barkley, who just had a hundred yard game in week 16. Hey, who know? You never know. He might bring his buddy on Devontae Adams with him. Do you, you still think he's going to leave Green Bay, huh? It is a possibility. It's a possibility. I think they, in my opinion, yeah. If you put a gun to my head, I don't think he's leaving. The reason why is because how Green Bay turned around. They're basically kissing his ass right now. They're trying to make up for drafting that what's the name quarterback that they yeah. basically never. It seemed Bryce like they never gonna, right Jordan they, Love. Jordan Love, who's who's not even ready to take the reins from what we've seen so far. Yeah, that's fair. So they they already gonna be kissing his ass. They're gonna keep on going, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Rodgers there for another year or so. Okay. Okay. You had to put a gun to my head, but it's but as far as for the teams that do need a quarterback, yeah, you can put the Giants there, but you still got to see exactly what is what they who's going to be the GM and who's going to be their coach because that's the will tell you what ownership wants and that what where they're going to go from there. And from what I've heard and from what I've seen read before, it seems like ownership has been the last couple of years been the one behind all these stupid ass moves that the Giants been making, but they've been using you know, the GM and, of course, the coaches to take the burden from what their fuck-ups are. They're trying to be Jerry Jones behind the scenes. <laughs> well, I think Mara, Mara may not know football, but he knows when things aren't working. And he was like, this is an embarrassment. So when the owner of the Giants is coming out saying, he's like, I- I'm sorry, because this guy is, he's fucking up. Now he's going to mop up his own mess, which is actually get a GM that's actually strong enough to actually do his own thing. He, if... That's the first thing we got to see. We got to see a strong GM that mm-hmm. takes over and actually select their own coach. Not no hand-picked coach, not no coach that, you know, you pair up with this guy, none of this background mess or whatever. Once we see that, then we can actually say, yes, Daniel Jones might stay or no, Daniel Jones might stay. It might go. Also, got to see, it, especially with the coach, you got to see if it's an offensive coach, defensive coach. If a defensive coach, they might keep Daniel Jones just because, you know, they're going more towards the running the ball type of thing because – this is defense. You know, they, they play more towards the defense type of thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants wound up getting a defensive coach anyway because they mostly known for defensive as far as when they Super Bowl's winnings concerned. See, well, they're thinking, you know, about, they're thinking about hiring um, Leslie Frazier interviewed with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Byron Leftwich got a chance to interview with the Giants. I think they may go with another offensive guy. They're just going to go with someone who's a little bit more proven and who has a bit of a plan to develop their quarterback. Because no matter who they draft, he's going to have to develop a quarterback, which is why everybody keeps drafting Sean McVay, Brandon Staley, um, Kyle Shanahan types. They want offensive guys that they say genius, but they really say, we want a guy who knows if the quarterback is going to make it or not. Right. And that's really what it is. That's why they keep drafting anyone who's ever spent time in a room with Kyle Shanahan, apparently. But if you think about it, all you have to do, they want these guys because they know these guys will come with their system and they can get that quarterback. To fit, they know the type of quarterback already to fit that system. What I want is if I'm if I'm any one of these coaches that's interviewing for the Giants, I'm asking who the hell is your GM? Because the thing is that the GM is the one who's doing the drafting. The GM is the one who's doing the, the you know, signing the free agents or whatever like that. Are we going to get a puppet GM that we're going to pop up there that do whatever I say? Or are we going to actually get a real, you know, a real GM that, that, that's going to work for her perfectly fine with me? 
Giants are working backwards, in my opinion, by even interviewing any coaches right now. I hear you. Well, they do have to interview coaches, but maybe they know who they already want as their GM, which is why they're doing it quietly. That and could honestly, be as well. I, they keep talking about Jim Harbour getting off of the Raiders shop and he's going to go there. And that's only because Mark Davis wants to make a splashy move. But I don't think he's going to give him a $10 million, $100 million contract. But the lucky part about that is he doesn't have to pay him the rest of it because he was fired with cause because he got caught saying crazy things in his uh, email when he was working at ESPN. So <laughs> he just saved him. What was that, his third or fourth year as head coach, John Gruden? Mm-hmm. So he just saved himself $70 million or $60 million for the next six years of that deal. So he got lucky right there. And, you know, getting that playoff money is good because now the Raiders don't, now Raiders fans don't think they're going to suck. And they actually have probably have a fan base in Vegas. Yeah, hopefully for them. Um, have you heard no. of this, um, this GM candidate? Her name is Susan Spencer from the Eagles. No, Susan yeah. Spencer. Yeah. She's basically one of the. She's basically interviewing for the um the Vikings job. Actually, no. Sorry about that. It's um, Catherine Ritchie. There's also, there's so many different. There's actually a couple of female um general managers and, and um, you know, it's like assistant type of general managers or general really? type of candidates, but they don't really promote them that much. Well, I w- it would make sense that they'd finally that a team would finally do that because they've done that in baseball. And being able to put the team together is not anything that's inherent of someone who's ever played the game and you need front office experience and really you need to know how to work a salary cap and how to put the pieces together. So why not? Why not pick a woman to do it finally? Because you've let these guys put these star teams together for so long. Maybe she could do it better. Or maybe she'll prove that she's just as bad. Who knows? But I imagine that the fact that they've gotten this far, they're probably pretty excellent at what they do. So at the very least, she can't do any worse than Gettleman did with the Giants. You know, yeah. she can only do better. The only reason men or women, no matter what, um, I think either way, they can all make good choices or all make bad choices. The thing is that with these guys, their plan is that they always got to deal with the last GM's mess. And they also have to deal with the last coach's mess and whatever they built in there. Like, say, if you bring in a new GM and new coach, and the team is like just for example for the defensive side of a of a team they are four three type of defense whatever you bring in a coach that has his defensive coach that has defensive coordinator there's a three four defensive person so now you got to change up that whole playbook you got to get a nose tackle instead of two defensive tackles you got to get a big fat more fatter fatter nose tackle whatever you got to get the defensive ends that play that type of thing or bigger linebackers and stuff like that just to change up the whole team and that takes years because you got to get rid of the players that don't fit the system and actually get the players that do fit the system. And a lot of these GMs don't, you know, don't really have the time. That's what I think yeah. it is. It's mostly, it's mostly just time. A lot of these, they want to quit the backs against the wall around the year three or whatever. Then they want up having to make, start making splashy moves and they want up out of crashing and burning or moving on. Hmm. That's why mm-hmm. you usually got the same teams and quite usually year in, year out, you got the same teams doing the same cycle of firing coaches and GMs and moving in. Yeah, that's fair. Because we knew if Chicago didn't improve, right? If they didn't have an amazing year somehow with Matt Nagy, we knew that he was going to be out of there. And it's so once the Bears started six and two, that wasn't going to happen. I, I feel bad for him a little bit because when he came in, he was basically forced to take a quarterback that he didn't really want. Yeah, but he still took the job, right? He didn't have to take the job. That's the problem is that there's only, what, 31, 32 jobs available? But if, if you think – if your success – is tied to whether or not I have to make this guy who I don't really believe in as a quarterback, my quarterback, and I'm an offensive coach, I'd be like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I got to wait. I'd be like, you guys want him. You've already drafted him. I don't think I can uh, make him my guy. If my job is dependent on doing that, you got to hire somebody else. Like, if you're, I understand if you think this is your only shot, but he still could have went back and been, you know, Eric Bieniemy gets interviewed, but he never gets hired. Right. Okay. Well, if he had passed up that Chicago Bears job, he has a better chance of becoming a head coach again. Now Matt Nagy is very unlikely to ever get another chance of being an NFL head coach. Now that that actually quite 
threw me into um, this question that just popped in my head now. Because we we always think that Eric Miami is not getting these jobs or whatever. Do you think that he's actually turning these jobs down or putting specific things Ooh. in there that, that he wants to happen? Like he, he might have got the interview for the Chicago job but didn't want Mitch Trubisky. Well, this is pure speculation, and I kind of like that. Yes, that makes sense. It makes sense. He's like, no, you're not, y'all not going to set me up to fail. I'm not going to do right. to me what you did to David Culley. Right. I'm not coming in here to be your fall guy because I know this shit ain't going to work. So, sorry. Yeah. I, we already I'm knew good. that. We all knew, and David Culley himself already knew when he signed that contract that he knew he was going to be the one-year fall guy. And speaking of that, you know, they're actually interviewing um, Josh McCown again because they interviewed him last year. Cool. And for some reason, Josh McCown. What, what Texas? Texans? Texans, they they beat their they, head coach. Yes, they, they remember they interviewed him last year. It was the same seventeen-year veteran, Josh McCown. Yes, has they, he ever they, coached at the NFL level? No, no. So this would be like hiring. This would be like hiring Steve Nash, right, right for the Nets, right? Except, the, except he was never that good. But the Texans, the Texans, been ha- having him in their back pocket, and he was supposed to be a D- David Cully staff last year. But he, was he? he? No, I don't think he was. But he's being interviewed again. For a head coaching position, which That's makes no wild. sense at all. It, it seems like they're trying to sneak him in there because this is the second time they're interviewing him. I wouldn't say sneak because the GM for te- the Texans and the Texans owners are kind of heavy handed, right? So they let their last coach run off their best player, their franchise wide receiver, and they let him piss off their quarterback, who's like, this is crazy. And then Watson played that whole season without DeAndre Hopkins, and he was like, this team sucks now. And right. then- and then, you know, um, J.J. Watt got hurt. He went out to Arizona. Didn't work out there for him because he got hurt towards the end of the season. I think he's suited up in that game, but he's not the same player he once was. And then when they hired the coach and everything else like that, the coach in the gym. They and then they hired colleagues. They thought, yeah, they thought what's his name might back off the trade. And, you know, I think they weren't going to play Watson until the legal stuff went away. But they they're trying to they were looking at every option to try to keep him. It's kind of like Philadelphia with Ben Simmons. They're looking at every option they could to keep this dude. Yeah, but Watson's looking at them with like, hey, you guys didn't want my opinion in the offseason, so I'm just going to stay off the team. But you know he's been on – Watson has, actually has been on an active roster. They just haven't – just not, do not play. Did not play. Yeah, yeah. He's been getting paid all season. Mm-hmm. They paid him his full salary all season long, which is like amazing to me in the NFL where they go out to great lengths to make sure that if you're not playing, you're not getting paid. He's been <laughs> on the commissioner's exemplist, I believe, right? All season, not, or no, not, no, not even exemplars. He just been on the roster. So he's just been on the roster, just not getting, not getting yes. in the game. Yes, he's been taking up the roster spot. Has he practiced? Do you know? Has he practiced at all all season, or is he just he like, like taking it easy? He's just gone. He's not there. <laughs> wow, you made twenty five million dollars in the NFL. I'm not playing. That's amazing. Just, just chill at home and you know get your massages at home. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> but watch, watch those cases go away. Because it, it makes no sense for them to keep it, keep it up. But the only reason they kept it up, mm-hmm. and the only thing, I, the only reason I think those cases exist in the first place is because Texas didn't, the Texans didn't want to get rid of them. Oh no, they seem very legitimate to me. They really did. They seem very legitimate to me. Oh, yeah, they're legitimate. But the only reason they got caught, you know, caught any type of fire and COVID, yeah. you know, then you got this lawyer that you know basically brought everybody together is because the Texans in the background was pushing this to, towards the, but, um, for this to happen. Yeah. All right. We have talked about so many different things in waiting for Malik to get onto the podcast. Yeah. And he is not going to make it. It is, we are 14 minutes to midnight. So I'm going to get his takes on here when he gets in. And maybe he'll join us for our shout outs. But right now we're going to get into our four picks. We got the Saturday at 4.30 game, 4.30 in the afternoon, which is kind of the perfect time. Um, You can get your workout in early. If it's warm where you're at or if it's cold where you're at, like we'll be in New England area, wide man, with the high on Saturday is going to be like 24 degrees again. Jesus. You can uh, smoke your wings early, warm up the house, and sit down and watch the Bengals take on the Titans. I don't know what channel this game is going to be on. I think it's going to be on CBS. We get to hear more Tony Romo anecdotes. But um, the Bengals are getting three and a half points right now, sometimes three in other sports books. And the over-under is 47 and a half. I'm going to let Ant take this one first and preface that with, we know Derrick Henry is going to play. Julio Jones is going to play and AJ Brown is going to play because these are all must-win games. So this is the team that was hurting that they got all their guys more rest. So maybe they'll finally be healthy. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, this is going to be like the first time in a long time that all three of them is playing at the same time. 
the Bengals are one and zero against the Titans, but this is before um what's the name they wide they drafted the wide receiver this year. Um, the Titans basically had it like you said you already mentioned they had these two um wide receivers coming there, and Bengals have a weak secondary, so I I wouldn't be surprised they exploit that. And they also might exploit on defense. The Titans might exploit on defense. That the one thing that the um, Bengals did not show up when they drafted that that um, wide receiver, which is the offensive line. So, in my, my for what I'm going to towards, I'm going to go towards the Titans. They're nicely healthy and they're nice and rested. They're going to bring back old school um, football here. I'm taking Titans and I'm taking the over in this one. All right. My thing is this. I think personally. Cincinnati has a really, really good pass offense. They have the second best running back still left in this playoffs. Derrick Henry is number one. Joe Mixon is number two. Zeke is gone. The Bills running game is pretty good. The the Rams running game is by committee. They're pretty solid. Sony Michelle, top first round pick, and they have Cam Akers back, and he didn't have to use him that much last game, so he got to work his way back slowly. The Buccaneers, they're in trouble. Um, these two teams can both run the ball. Their defenses are good, but not great. Titans kind of have like a no-name defense. I don't know if Brian Arakpo is still there as one of their best pass rushers. And when I look at the stats, Tennessee doesn't really do anything special. Chicago Bears actually had more. Chicago Bears actually had more, um, sorry, uh, sacks on the season than they did, which kind of shocked me considering like they're the number one seed. They've been playing great all season. They had 40, yeah, they were 11th. They were 10th in the season in sacks. They had 42. The Bengals had 41. The Bengals brought in some, you know, but really their bread and butter is running the ball. They got Henry back, so this should bode well for them. This should bode well for them, and they should be able to get this done. I'm not uh, at all shocked, but, um, you know, I'm really thinking more. I want to take those points with Cincinnati, but the fact that they have Derrick Henry, I feel like they're going to figure out a way. It's just that I think this game is going to come down to a shootout. So I think the solid is bet right here is going to be the over because it's 47 and a half. I think this point, these, these teams are going to get up there, but I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game and I'll lay those four and a half points. So I'm taking the Titans as well with Ann. Okay, cool. Green Bay is plus 150 to win the Super Bowl. Tampa's plus 200 now. The Rams are plus 350. Um, and San Francisco, which was plus 900, is now plus 500. Okay. So they basically expect San Francisco to lose and Green Bay to win because Green Bay is still plus 150. The to win, still, do you mean to win the whole thing or just to no, win the divisional game? I'm sorry, to get to, get to the Super Bowl, to get to the okay. Super Bowl, to win the NFC Championship. Okay. Kansas City okay. is plus 200. The Bills are plus 200. The Titans are plus 300. Um, the Bengals are... Still plus seven fifty. Damn, they don't they don't give them a shot at all. Yeah, and that's it. Because Ann just asked me, and I was like, "That's a good question." And then we both picked the uh, Bengals Titans game. The Bengals for our listeners, and also from Malik, who just got here. Welcome. Our plus uh, getting <coughs> touch the cove. Give me a second. Our plus uh, three and a half for the Bengals. And the Titans are minus three and a half, and they are fully healthy. Derrick Henry practiced. All their wide receivers are expected to play. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, they're going to have their full, uh, yeah, they're going to have their full complement of offensive stars. So who do you got, Malik? It's hard to bet against uh, Tennessee in this one just because of what you said, uh, mm-hmm. having all the players, having all, of their, having all their stars in place ready to go having a week off. Um, but I think there's a lot of pressure on, on Tannehill and, and the Titans to do what they need to do here. Um, no one expects them to be in the position that they're in right now in terms of being the number one overall seed. And Cincinnati's playing with house money. So I'm willing to bet that this game actually goes closer than people expect. And maybe it's a three-point win. Um, maybe it's a three-point victory that 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 rolls Tennessee's way. Um, really? So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Bengals to cover this to cover this number. Um, I really like them to cover this number. Um, okay. I know it's a I know it's a step out 
it's a step out on faith with, with respect to that. But I'm gonna, I, I really believe that they can cover this number. And, you know, this is a, a low, either a low scoring, I don't know if it's gonna be low scoring or high scoring, but I think it's gonna be at the very least a close game that's not won by, you know, more than a, a single a single score margin. So I'm gonna take the Bengals uh, and the, I'll take the over. Uh, give me the over here. I think both defenses oh, are good. Over but is 47 and a half, by the way. Yeah, I think both defenses are good, but they are, you know, yeah, this this is this is high time for you know good offensive football. So give me the give me the Bengals and the over. All right. And I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't even be surprised if we get a we get an upset here. But uh, even though I'm not picking that. So you believe that much in Joe Burrow, huh? I believe I believe in I believe in Joe Burrow, but I also believe in playing with house money. Um house money. and being able to, I believe that Cincinnati is able to score on just about on anybody in the in the NFC. I mean, in the NFL, and can put up points. The only thing I'm worried about, I heard recently that Joe Mixon um, is not 100% healthy, and he's dealing with uh, a bit of I think it was a, a lower a bit a bit of a lower leg situation. It's not going to keep him out the game, but it may keep him from being as you know as good as he's been uh, thus far this season. Um, okay. So. I you know, will state that for the betters just in case, you know, you're listening to me and you're thinking that, you know, I'm making a lot of sense. If Joe, if Joe makes it, isn't playing, you know, that's going to be that. If Joe makes it, isn't playing or if he's 100 percent healthy, that's going to be a problem, too. So, Well, I'd like to point out our records from last week. Anthony went five and one. He went four and two. And I went five hundred and three and three. Yep. Me and Anthony are both taking uh, Tennessee in this one because Derrick Henry's healthy. That's a good bet. It's a good bet. Very good bet. <laughs> And, and I told Eric, and during our break, I did tell Ace that you know I have a strange, you know, sinking feeling that Joe Burrow is going to be lighting up the cigarettes, you know, I mean the cigar after the game, you know, after after this game, you know, celebrating the win. For some strange reason, I still have that back in my mind, so I'm a little fearful on that. <laughs> I'm still I'm still taking the Titans though. All right, to get the Saturday night game with San Francisco 49ers going to the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers are getting five and a half points right now. The over-under is 47. And I believe the expected temperature is what, like nine degrees? Was that something crazy like that? Yeah, it's something, it's something ridiculous. It's something ridiculously cold. Um, San Francisco won't be used to it, but hey, they know how to win in tough conditions because they won. Even when the refs kept giving uh, was it the Cowboys all of them chances. They made a lot of mistakes, and this team, they probably should have lost that game if Dallas had their stuff together. Um, this is the biggest spread of the week, actually, with five and a half going to, towards Green Bay. And I'm going to go first on this one. Um, I think this game is going to be on the over. Joey Bosa got hurt towards the end of the game, so if he plays in this one, he will be limited. Um, Fred Warner was hurt in the last game. He was able to come back because it's the playoffs, and he's definitely going to come back because it's the playoffs again. So they're going to give it a go. But the Green Bay Packers already have a pretty good offensive line. They're going to be able to keep them off of him. And, you know, he's going to – Aaron Rodgers is going to take so many chances and he's going to pick his spots. And Green Bay actually has a really good pass rush this season. That being said, they can also run the ball. So they have run support with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I got to take the Green Bay Packers to win this game. I think the uh, Kaepernick curse kicks in. And uh, the 49ers catch a beat down by the Packers in the second round. And I'm going to take the under on this one because it's just to go against the grain a little bit. I don't think it'll be a super high scoring game if the Packers win because that means that San Francisco hasn't been able to put up so many points. So give me the Packers. I'll lay that five and a half and I'm going to take the under. And uh, Ant, you can go ahead. Um, as far as for me, uh, I see, um, was it two years ago, whatever, the same 49ers team basically dominated the um, Green Bay Packers defense. Last year, the Bucks did the same same exact thing as far as running all over them. This year, I can also see the 49ers again doing the same exact thing. So I'm going to actually go the opposite way. I'm going to take the 49ers in this one and I'm taking them in the over. Um, I, I hate to, you know, go against Kobe Toe and all, but, you know, he's been my boy all the season, this season. But this time, I have to, it's time for him to put it away. They basically the same team when it comes to offense. The only difference is Green Bay got a 10 times better quarterback. But I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, they pull San Francisco pull some trickery and you even see some Trey Lance jump into the game, maybe a two-quarterback split or some BS like that if they can actually get away with it. But I'd anyway. Like to point out two things before you finish. 
the Niners have had nine interceptions all year, which puts them 26 in the league. Green Bay has had 18 interceptions, which puts them sixth in the league. 49, 49ers in the overall, in my opinion, is a better team. The only difference is that Green Bay actually has the better quarterback. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers, they basically would have been, the, in my opinion, put Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers, they've been basically the heavy favorites to win it all. But anyway, I'm going as far as for this game, I'm going to take 49ers on this one and taking them in it over. All right. Malik, who you got? So the fact that Anthony had to mention all of those things about, you know, trickery and gadgetry and all of that stuff that, uh, you know, San Francisco would, would be able to do and be able to, you know, be successful at to win the game. That tells me one thing. That tells me that Green Bay is the better team and that San Francisco, in order for them to win this game, in order for them to win this game and, and even potentially to cover the number, they're going to have to pull out some, pull some strings out of the hat. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't do it. It means that it's completely possible that they can do it. Um, obviously, Kyle Shanahan is a good offensive, offensive coach and has you know, coached them well up to this point. But I don't think they will. I think a lot of you know, the, 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 you know, what San Francisco does well is run the football um, with their complement of backs, um, do a lot of different plays, run a lot of different plays with their receivers, get guys like Debo Samuel into good, good positions to you know, make plays and to be effective on the ground game and as a receiver. Um, and, you know, they, you know, in, they hope that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make a mistake that can, that costs them the game. And he almost made that mistake against Dallas. Well, if you make any mistakes against Aaron Rodgers, he beats you and he doesn't beat you, you know, you know, by three, he beats you by seven, because when you, when you, when you, you know, give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers offense, I don't care what weather situation you're in, they get seven when you get three, they get seven when you get zero. That's how they win, um, and that's how they are effective as a, as, a, as a team and as an offense. So that said, I'm going to trust that Aaron Rodgers is going to play mistake-free football before I'm going to trust that Jimmy Garoppolo is. So I'm going to take the Packers, and I'll take the uh, – it's 47.5, so I'll, I'll take the, the under on this. Um, okay. I think it'll I think it will land somewhere around 24 to, you know, 16, something like that. All right, all right. Green Bay and the under. All right. Next up, we have the Sunday game. L.A. Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams getting three points, going down to Florida. Um, take on Tom Brady and the Bucks, who blew the doors off the Philadelphia Eagles. As Ant called it a bye week. So, Ant, with that said, I will let you go first on this one. All right. Now with the bye week over, um, Tom Brady and um, – Buccaneers basically going to be facing a real team. Um, you got Stafford here. Stafford was by pick of envy, who I wanted to be win the MVP this year. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But as far as for my, me picking anything like that, I have to say that Tampa Bay is a pass-happy team and actually plays into the Rams' plans. Rams basically have a good defense. They can actually stop it. They get pass rush. And, and, and those that, that type of pass rush that the Rams does – it's basically Tom Brady's kryptonite. So I actually can see that this would be the end of the trip for Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Rams in the over in this one. Even though people might go all against it with Tampa Bay winning this one, I don't see it happening. And also Antonio Brown is no longer on the team. So to give that extra punch. And also another reason is that um, unlike last year, where Tampa was actually running through teams because it was healthy. I believe Malik mentioned this last week, that it was healthy last week. They're not really that healthy this week. I mean, this year, as they was last year. So I'm still going to, I'm going to go with the Rams and the over in this one. All right, Malik, you're up next. Um, I really over under really is 48 and a half. I'm sorry, the over under yeah. is 48 and a half in this game, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, this number just is is too is too damn uh, appealing. And you you guys know I'm in New York uh, right now. And you know, if, if sports betting is open, the book is open here in New York. So I can actually make I can actually make a call here if I want to. Um, and this game is actually really calling to me. I want to take the Rams um, because I want to take the three points. You know, essentially this is a, a pick'em game. This is this is two even teams on a on a on a non-neutral field. That's what this three is telling us. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams. 
um, because I'm going to take the points. I think that the Rams can easily win this game. I don't not not easily, but I think that they can definitely win this game. Uh, this is the game that they can definitely they can cover that they can definitely cover that cover that three. So it wouldn't shock me if they won the game. It also wouldn't shock me if they lost the game, but lost the game in a close fashion. I don't I don't anticipate this this going this game going the way uh, the game went with with uh, Tampa Bay and Philly, because Tampa Bay all they really had to do. Um, which now that I think about it, you know, I know we picked, I know Ace, like you and I both picked Philly in that game um, mm-hmm. and, and, picked, and, and picked Tampa Bay. Um, <clears throat> all that Tampa Bay really had to do was stack up against the run and, and dare Jalen um, Hurts to pass the ball and force him into bad situations, which is basically what they did. Um, you can't really do that against the Rams. Um, if, you, if you stack the box and force them to run, uh, and, and you know, force the ball into Matt Stafford's hands. He's got the skill, and he's got the ability to beat you um, with doing that. Now, granted, he's going to make some mistakes potentially, and throw the ball to the other team, and then the Rams have a defense on the other side of that. If the Rams stick to what they know, if they stick to what they what they what they did last week uh, against Arizona, if they stick to that, hand the ball off to Cam Akers, hand the ball off to Sony Michelle, hand the ball off to. Um, Henderson, if he's if he's gonna if he's gonna be playing, and get the ball to their receivers, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, in good spots for them to make plays. I don't see a way that Tampa Bay keeps them out, keeps them out of the end zone, keeps them from scoring and keeping this game close. So I'm gonna take the Rams and the over in this game. Weather's not gonna be a factor for either team or either team here. So I imagine that both teams will be able to get up and down the field and make some plays. Um, but I just I kind of agree with Ed here. I think the Tampa Tampa Bay, you know, is I think this is a very very even game between two very very even teams. If this game was in in the spectators, if this game was in LA, this would be a three point this would be a three point spread towards the Rams, who beat Tampa Bay already uh, at home in LA earlier this season. So two very very different teams uh, in going in very very different directions. But I'm going to take the Rams and the over. All right. I am taking the Rams. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I will take the Rams money line. That's how sure I'm, I am in this game. They are plus 125. This is the only team still standing that has four guys that can rush the passer real, rush the passer real, uh, passer real well. Sorry, I got my tongue tied there a little bit. They got Vaughn Miller, who looked amazing last week. They have Aaron Donald, who can get pressure up the middle. They have Leonard Floyd, who can get pressure on the other side. People forget about who was the first-round draft pick. And they also have Ashawn Robinson as the other defensive end coming off of this. So they have four guys who can get after it. Being able to get pressure up the middle and then having to deal with Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd coming at you on the edges is a problem because you can only double-team one person on the line, which means you're always going to have one free rusher. And the one thing Tom Brady doesn't have is mobility at this point. Another strange fact is this is going to be the first game where two position players, not that aren't kickers, will both be 40 years old, with Andrew Whitworth being 40 and Tom Brady being 44 years old. Um, I thought Whitworth was 39. No, he had his birthday. So happy birthday to him. Happy happy birthday to him. He will be starting at left tackle for the LA Rams. Um, Them going to play another warm weather team where weather is not going to be a factor, I think really helps to this. Cam Makers and Sonny Michelle are both going to be healthy. And the fact that they're actually going to have to worry about the run and the pass, I think it's going to be an issue. And I think the Bucks defense has been pretty solid all year, but I'm pretty confident that the Rams can take care of this. They've played San Francisco, who I think has a better defense. They've played Seattle, whose defense has been up and down, and they were able to beat the Cardinals, who had the best defense and looked like an unbeatable team earlier in the year. But after the Rams were able to do what they did to the Cardinals at home, I have no doubt that they're going to beat up on the Buccaneers who had played a pretty easy division, played a pretty easy out-of-conference schedule or non-division schedule. So unlike the Cowboys, I don't think they're pretenders, but I think this is the Rams year, and this is my pick to make the Super Bowl, so I'm sticking with them. I'm taking the Rams and the points. All right, next up, the last and definitely not least, we got the primetime game on Sunday, 6.30, with the Bills going to the Chiefs. I I will go first on – no, actually, Malik, do you want to go first on this one? Bills and Chiefs. Um, sure. So – Bills are favored by one and a half, Bills over under 53. 
Yeah. Um, I think this over-under is really, really aggressive, um, just in general. Um, these two defenses are not – they're not bad. Um, but, but this over-under suggests that they expect at least one, if not both, of these teams to get up and down the field and make some plays and score some touchdowns. I'm going to roll with – I'm going to roll with that um, – uh, with 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 the over um, on this on this play, <clears throat> I also think it's really interesting that KC is only a one and a half point favorite, um, and by, that might be based solely on, you know, both of these teams came off of huge wins where they basically beat down their opponent, but the, but KC was expected to do that, whereas Buffalo was expected to actually play a, a tight game. Um, everybody except Anthony believed that the, that that you know that, that New England was gonna at least give Buffalo a game and they really didn't. Um, and so that's, I think that's where this line is coming from, coming from because of that, I believe Casey will win the game. So I'm just going to take the one and a half because I think, like the, I think the spread is small enough where if you expect Casey to win, you expect them to win by more than two points. Um, so that's, that's really it. You know, I, I'm going to pick the home team here to hold fort, uh, pick, Patrick Mahomes to hold off Josh Allen and the and the Bills the Bills Bills team for one more one more season because um, I do think the tide is tur- the tide is turning in this situation and will eventually turn in, in Josh Allen's favor um, if all things go well for him but right now I'm going to still take KC to make it to take it one more step uh, further into the AFC Championship game KC was my pick to go to the Super Bowl this year um, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm still leaning, leaning in that direction. Um, but I think that this is that, So I think that this is going to be the, probably the, the, the most difficult matchup for them. I think if they can get through Buffalo, they can probably take care of business against either Tennessee or uh, Cincinnati uh, in the AFC championship game. Um, so yeah, then take Casey and I will take the over in a high scoring game, high scoring matchup. This is the game I can't wait to see. All right. I'm going to go next. Give me Kansas City. I'll lay the one and a half. I think the Bills are good. I think Kansas City is just a little bit better. It's not so much the defense as it's the offense, and I think the Bills had it really easy last week, and they had a point to prove, and they really wanted to beat down the Pats. That game where they felt that they got embarrassed during the regular season when they lost 14-10, they wasn't going to let that happen again or even let them get close. They were the first teams I've mentioned earlier in the, uh, earlier in the pod that to score on their first seven drives. No team has ever done that. They scored every time they wanted to, and until they decided to kneel, they never punted. They never missed a third down. They just kept moving forward. That is not going to be as easy against Kansas City. The weather is not going to be even as cold, actually, so it's going to lend itself to both these teams playing their normal game. I think it's going to be about 30-something or 28-something degrees in Kansas City and not too windy, so it'll be a nice game. Um, the Chiefs have a lot of weapons. Clyde Hilaire Edwards may be able to play in this game. I'm not sure. But even if not, Jarek McKinnon showed that he can play, and Damian Williams is still working his way back. All their wide receivers are going to be healthy. Byron Pringle, Nicole Hardman, and Tyreek Hill. And I think the Bills secondary is going to have an issue with trying to cover these guys either in zone or single coverage. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Josh Allen, and that's the main reason for this pick. And as long as that offensive line is healthy and they can get him time, I'm betting on Mahomes. So it's just that simple. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Um, this is actually the hardest game to pick. And before we came on, I already told you that I was actually basically just watching the full game mm-hmm. of of Kansas City versus the Buffalo um, from October, and that was actually a battle. And the Bills should have won that game. Um, that said, um, Josh Josh Allen, I I, I kind of disagree. I think Josh Allen is actually up there with Mahomes. And I wouldn't be surprised that his he gets a contract that's close to my homes. But um, I see Buffalo as a team. I see Buffalo as like Mr. T and Rocky Three or whatever, Cobra Lang in the beginning. You know, the Bills you know, did hungry beat stuff. Them. Well, I see them beating them again. I'm going to go with the opposite on this one. I'm taking the Bills in the over in this one. I think it's, it's going to be a shootout game. It's going to be a really damn good game. The best game of the week. And I actually believe that the Bills actually have a better pass defense and he's going to actually stop Mahomes on this. And that's going to be the, the deciding factor when it comes down to is the defense at the end. But I'm going to take Bills it over. Josh Allen's a beast. I'm, it pains me to say this shit as, as a Jet fan because, you know, they're in the same division. And I hate their guts. But I'm going to take Bills in the over. 
And I'm actually quite Bills is actually have became my favorites to win the Super Bowl, actually. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a shock to hear from you, but all right. Um yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't, I don't, as as far as for the um, listeners at home, you know, y'all missed me clutching my heart when I was actually talking about this stuff. You know, I almost had a couple of heart attacks of insane and shit. But I'm definitely taking the Bills in the over. And yeah, Bills is definitely going to be my pick to win the Super Bowl. All right. Well, that is it for us this week, folks. We're going to get into our shout outs. Um, hope you like the breakdown of the draft picks we were talking about and the NFL GMs and the head coaches and why they may or may not have gotten uh, drafted or chosen. Um, that's pure speculation, clearly, because we have no contacts anywhere in the NFL. So take that for the grain of salt that it is, but I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, I'd like to give one big shout out this week to, to, to college basketball head coach Penny Hardaway um, for just being Penny and losing his mind on his team. And I didn't realize that he actually, he had Rashid Wallace as an assistant coach. And for some reason, he got Rasheed Wallace off the bench with him. So I think it's a mistake. But if anybody can teach these kids how to play, it's Penny Hardaway and Rasheed Wallace. And somehow, I've been watching a little bit of college basketball, like, lightly, and following Memphis, thinking they were going to be better because they have Imani Bates, who's supposed to be a number five pick in the NBA draft coming up. And it is not going well. It is not going well at all, which is kind of surprising. So I'm wishing him some luck. Big fan of Penny Hardaway. Once a neck, always a neck. And he's always just one of my favorite players. And I hope they get it together and somehow come out of the American Conference and dominate and uh, get this done. Because he has turned him into a top program to be able to recruit other people. And as a former NBA player, uh, he should be able to, you know, get this team going in the right direction. That is it for me. Anthony, who you got? Um, I got two shout outs. One is not sports related, but um, shout outs to Josh Whedon. You know, perfect. Uh, all you have to do is just Google his name, and you just see all the news that's happening. I think since yesterday or whatever, how he just ru- basically just ruined his career by opening up his big mouth. He should have just kept his mouth shut. And what's the name? All the other people that has been under him is now finally getting their revenge. But anyway, I want to leave it up to anybody, everybody else, just to Google the story, Google, see exactly what happened. Just Google his name, and just, you know, to see see everything burn. The world was burning under there. Just read exactly what he in the article that was written about all this, the BS behind it, about him being a male fem- feminist. But anyway, shout outs to him on that one. And also, my last shout out is basically to um, NFL memes on Facebook because they they had they gave me so much joy this week after the Cowboys um, lost. And it quite, I had so many nice posters that came from them, especially this one, where it basically says who the Cowboys play next week. And it, all you have to do is press play, and this happened. <laughs> that, that was so awesome. That was awesome. That was just the top of the cake. I had to leave off my last post on my own personal page with that as being, the you know, my last – Tribute to the Cowboy fans out there, because that was so awesome. Now we don't have to hear about America's team. They can go away. We can get a new America's team. Shout-outs to NFL memes on that one. I'm done for my shout-outs of the week. Oh, and sorry about that, Christoph. We were supposed to have you on the show. But thanks to, you know, New York City's police department and stuff like that, we know that you got hold back, too, just like Malik got hold back to get to his apartment. So you couldn't get it there in time. Sorry about that. Shout-outs to you, Christoph. Maybe we'll have you in next week. Malik, shout-outs. Oh man, yeah! Shout out to the shout out to the New York City MTA. I spent one night in in New York City, and I remember why I moved. Um, that's basically it. Um, uh, that was a, it was a, it was a it was a harrowing harrowing adventure uh, to get home from my my job um, today, and that's why I was late getting in, so I didn't get a chance to talk all of, all the draft stuff that I wanted to talk about. But that's okay. That's okay. I'll do it next week. No problem. Um, so shout out to them for, you know, for getting me home, though, for getting me home just, you know, a little later than expected. Um, but uh, I, I actually want to give a shout out to the Cowboys because the Cowboys have all have they, they never cease to be an amazing storyline for the NFL. They are the drama of the NFL. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit miffed. I'm a little bit upset that they're that they're no longer around because you know what? Everybody needs somebody to, you know, to, 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 to look at, to stare at, to point at. Everybody needs that spectacle. 
Now it's just about football. And, and that's all we're going to do is we're going to watch football and we're going to just enjoy football. But when the Cowboys are around, it's about more than that. It's about the fans. It's about all of the people that love the Cowboys, all the people that hate the Cowboys. It's about Jerry Jones. It's about these memes. The memes are never great. They're never, they're never better than when the Cowboys are involved with them. We just told you that. So having the Cowboys, I think we should keep the Cowboys. Like, I think we should, I think, I think NFL, find a way to continue uh, letting, let the Cowboys practice. Uh, this, they should let the Cowboys, you know, practice and come to their facility this week and, and come to AT&T, AT&T Stadium. And you know what? Screw it. Let them play the Jets or let them play the Lions or let them play the Falcons. Let them play somebody for the for the Dallas for the Cowboys trophy for the Jerry Jones trophy. Like let's create a Jerry Jones trophy just so Jerry can have something to talk about, so that the Cowboys can continue continue to play. Shout out to the Cowboys for making the NFL more interesting and more more than more than about just football. It's about you. It's about you with the star on your helmet. It's always about the Cowboys. I don't care how long. Who wins the Super Bowl? You know what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about who wins the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about them for like through two days. And then we're going to talk about why the Cowboys didn't win it. That's all they're going to do. ESPN <laughs> loves them. ESPN loves to talk about the Cowboys. They try. Uh, everybody, nice. else, everybody else loves 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 to hate on the Cowboys. Um, they, it, 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 that's all it's going to be. You know, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers wins the second Super Bowl, we're going to talk about how great Aaron Rodgers is. And then they're going to compare Aaron Rodgers to guess who? Dak Prescott. They're not going to compare him to Tom Brady. They're going to compare him to Dak Prescott because that's what's important. It's important to talk about the Cowboys. God bless them. Oh, man. Mic drop. Oof. Wow. All right, folks. Listen to us on TuneIn Radio, which, as I found out, is Tom Hanks' favorite uh, app. So you might want to download that. Listen to us on Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else you can get all your podcasts itunes and please rate us review us give us all the stars because we need them we will see you guys next yes. week and i hope we go four and out one of us will that's for sure we are out oh, he's right peace, peace. out